Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Meg's podcast. I'm Meg, and my co-host today is... Are you there? Are you waiting for me? I didn't know (laughs) if you were going to introduce me. Uh, My bad. My bad. This is Logan. I'm I'm back. Do you want people to even know that you're my husband? I mean, I guess... (laughs) Like everybody knows that you're my husband, but like, should I have said, want people? (laughs) Should I have just said you're my co-host for for this episode? Um, If you are new to the Meg's podcast, um, thanks for being here today and listening. Uh, We're kicking off season three, so we've got a couple of episodes out. And if you listen to season one or season two. does look a little bit different. We've had a little bit of a fun little makeover and so a little bit different vibe. Uh, Go back and listen to the last episode of season two. Um, We are cheering on my previous co-host and my sister-in-law, Megan. She is out there starting a new adventure and we're just so excited for her. So um, if you think of her, drop us a comment. She would love to hear um, from you guys too. Um, but we're excited that Logan is back again uh, for this episode. We've got lots to talk about, um, which should we note to everybody that this episode is being recorded at like 10 o'clock at night? 10 Do you think o'clock. that that's worth I, noting? I don't know. I, I think that makes us sound really old if we feel like noting that it's 10 o'clock at night, but um <laughs> Do you, remember, again? <laughs> do you remember back in the day we would start like our night would start at like 10 or 11? Uh, nothing gets started until 10 o'clock, right? Right. I mean, I can remember you picking me up on dates, I think. Not that my parents were probably happy about that, but I was in college. So, but picking me up at like 10 or 1030 and that was like the start of our night. Yeah. Um, We're old. That might have been a few years ago, but... Uh, <laughs> just we, a handful. But, just I, a I mean, we've, we've actually kind of kept up. I mean, we're, we're it's not unusual for us to be up, right? I mean... We're, we're late night owls for sure. I would say that I do feel a little bit more tired tonight than I probably normally do at 10 o'clock on most nights because we just had a crazy busy weekend and we'll get into that a little bit more in the show we'll tell you guys a little bit about our insane weekend that we had so yeah I do feel a little bit tired I thought about getting a cup of coffee to have during this episode but then I could hear you going what you're gonna drink coffee well, yeah and right act really surprised when you can't fall asleep when uh, when it's time to go to bed look I, all that talk about being night owls and stuff uh, I think really both of us could, like, could lay down and go to sleep like right now we could just hit hit stop on the recording and pass out you're right it was a you know it's that wonderful feeling of uh coming out of a weekend and starting a brand new week and you are somehow even more tired than when you started the weekend so it is what it is, you know, uh, like, like you said, we'll get into that and then kind of talk about how we ended up, <laughs> how we ended up here, but uh, it has been busy. 
It was a good, it was a good one, a good weekend. But um, so yeah, I don't have any coffee. I'm drinking a LaCroix. I'm being good so that when we finish our recording, we can just turn in and hopefully go to bed. Um, but it has been busy um, in a lot of different ways, like just a busy season of life. Is that the best way to say it, Logan? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's just life. I, I don't know. Um, it, 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 every time we think we're we're hitting a plateau where we might get a break, uh, then uh, then somehow life uh, throws us a curve, and uh, and you know, it never really seems to slow down, does it? I know. I well, or I sign us up for something else, and... <laughs> or our, our daughter begs to. Yes, I do want to play lacrosse now, even though I thought we were going to get a break from sports. Yeah, uh, both girls finished soccer, and Haley was on the fence for a while about playing lacrosse, and she said no, but then she said yes. But the greatest thing about all of that is the reason why she said yes to and finally signed up for lacrosse. Mind you, a month late. We were a month late to getting her signed up in, in lacrosse. Uh, but it was a purely social for her, right? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much her life, though. Is I mean, everything is some sort of exercise in, in, in her social life. I mean, I think girlfriend just wanted to get invited to some spend the night parties and pool play dates and she has so much fun I mean I can't fault her she she's made the sweetest friends on her soccer and lacrosse team so I'm glad she's doing it I just you know I mean I had kind of finally we I mean we tried we weren't trying to like push her into doing it but you know we were kind of like are you sure I mean I you seemed like you were really picking it up and I kind of yeah and Anyway, and then we had kind of come around to the idea like, okay, well, I mean, at least we'll get a break. And then, and then as soon as soccer ended, she realized her friends, she wasn't going to see her soccer friends anymore. So off to lacrosse we go. (laughs) Uh, By the way, BT dubs, uh, neither one of us know very much about lacrosse at all. So we sit very confused at these games. You're definitely picking up way more than I am, but I just figured out for the first time this past weekend, she had a tournament that they could play behind the goal. And I was like, isn't that out of bounds? That's, that's literally just looking at the field, but you could figure that out. But, uh, which. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Well, she played last season, Meg. I feel like you should have (laughs) noticed that at some point, but anyway, it's, uh, let's not talk about what I should notice. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Far be it from me. (laughs) Well, it's been busy with the girls, but I've been a little bit busy too, doing a thing or two. A little bit. I know it's, I've been a lot bit busy, but, um, all like really good things. I think that this is some of what I want to kind of dive into on the episode. We're going to talk about um, several things actually in this episode, but one of them that I wanted to talk about was in my busyness recently, a lot of people would think, oh, that sounds awful. That's not a good thing. 
But Revis, tell them why it's a good thing for me when I am busy and have things going. And then I'll tell them a little bit about uh, what I'm doing and kind of how I'm celebrating all the good things happening. I would just say an idle Meg is a frightening Meg. <laughs> look, I mean, I, I, look, we all need our downtime in life. And, um, you know, when we left Texas, you were, uh, you were working, you were momming, uh, you were um, heading up a a big charity event that was, I mean, like a second job. And so, and it, there was really no off season for it. And so it was, it was, it was kind of always going and you just had so many, um, you know, irons in the fire to use a cliche, I suppose. I mean, you just always had stuff going. And then, you know, we got here and it's just been this strange kind of, um, you know, the idea was always for you to take some time before, you know, trying to find a job here, uh, in South Florida. But, um, you know, it was only a few months after we got here that the COVID hit. And so then the girls were, were home and, um, and, you know, and we're just now finally, I mean, two years later, really coming out of this. Cause every time we started, you know, we thought we start, we, we were starting to have some idea where this was going and maybe what things would look like, something would change. And there, so, you know, yeah. I, I, it was such a, it was such a weird time. And I, I just, um, and, and you did a great job. I mean, getting the girls adjusted and everything, but at the end of the day, I mean, I, I just think, you know, and I started the, you know, the podcast that had been a dream of sure. mine, you know, and I love doing this podcast. Literally it's a huge part of my heart. Um, but a lot of it, you know, um, I was finding that, it didn't take as much time as I was anticipating it taking. And I had a lot, a lot of downtime. I think my emotional and mental health started to be affected greatly just by sitting at home. The girls were off to school. You were off to work. Um, our A lot of our friends that we've met here, um, they work too. So I just had a lot of alone time <laughs> here in the in our condo, and um, that's just not me. It just wasn't fitting for me. Now I'm not saying you know like I am all about you do you. So anybody out there listening, this is not an episode about mom should be out there working. That's not my heart at all. I just wanted to touch on that for me. Um, and this is kind of some of my big announcement stuff. So in addition to doing the podcast, I also opened up um, and started a little media business here in Florida. So I got it registered and started a business here in Florida. So I have that in the podcast going. Um, but again, that just wasn't filling up a whole lot of time. And I needed a jobby job. Is that I don't even know that that's a term here that we've heard a whole lot in Florida. I used it a ton and heard it a lot um, back in Texas and in the southern states, but a jobby job. So I got a jobby job and I am so looking forward to starting that. Um, it's a, you know, a regular eight to five job and I cannot wait. Like I'm over the moon excited to start this job, even though it means a lot of transition 
and a lot more on my plate and the family's plate and just a lot more logistical juggling, if you will. Um, I think it just, I kind of thrive in an atmosphere of having things to do and places to go. Does that make sense? Am I explaining it good? Well, I think you're right. I I think, you know, we, and this is both of us. And so, and it's, it's probably why, you know, even though it turned into, I think, you know, like you said, it, it kind of affected you uh, negatively in the long run, you know, as it started to wear on you, I, I think, you know, neither one of us are, neither one of us are the type of people that are like, we have to co- like constantly be active. I mean, we, uh, we are happy to uh, procrastinate and push things off. And so, <laughs> um, you know, and so when you feel like you have plenty of time to do it still, it's easy to push it off. And, you know, but we've always been more of a, you know, uh, fly by the seat of your pants type family. And, um, when you only have a little bit of time to get stuff done, that's, that's when we're able to really be productive and get stuff done. But we just don't, we're just not real good at being like, you know, let's get ahead on everything. We we shine, we shine under pressure, right? That's, I think that's, I think that's, I like framing it that way better than, um, being lazy or procrastinators. And so, uh, yeah, let's go with that. We, uh, we perform well under pressure, uh, even if we've created all that pressure ourselves, but, uh, but no, I think, uh, yeah, I think you explained it well. It's, you know, um, I think it was a good break for you, but also I think it was good for you to come to this realization that, all right, you know what? I mean, this is, this is what I need. And so, um, some structure in your life, some, you know, gotta, gotta be up, gotta be somewhere. Um, well, and the whole other, you know, element to this for me is that I, and you know, this, and I think I've mentioned it, you know, in previous episodes, previous seasons, it's really important to me for my girls to see me pursuing all of my dreams and passions. And I talk a lot about that on social media posts and things. I'm a huge advocate for this idea that you only have one career and you can only do one career in a day. That's, that is so old school to me. That is something that I feel like somebody in 1950 dreamt this up that you pick a career and you have it for like 30 years. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be loyal. I'm as loyal as they come. I was with my last employer for over 10 years. Um, But in addition to that, like you had mentioned before, I had an, you know, nine to five job in Texas, but I also did all these other things that were like jobs too. And I somehow just kind of lost that, I think, in the shuffle of moving and things like that. I want my girls to see me pursuing all of my dreams and and showing them, hey, you don't have to pick just one thing that you're good at. If you're good at several things, you should do several things. So for me, it was also important to just say, hey, the podcast is a huge part of my heart. It's a big dream of mine. I can't wait to see where this podcast goes. I'm going to continue it for season after season as long as I have listeners. But in addition to that, I also really enjoy working. And I forgot that I liked going to 
a jobby job. <laughs> and so I want them, I want to model that for them as well. No, I agree. I, you know, and, and, but it's, it's like you said, it's to each their own. And, you know, there are some people that get so wrapped up in their job and, you know, and, and some people have jobs that you, you can't really walk away from at the end of the day. And, um, you know, it's, it's really hard to, you know, whether it's their own business or they're in sales or, you know, it feels like they're getting, you know, they're getting hit up for things, you know, until, until they shut their phone off and go to bed and then it starts again the next morning. And so, look, I get it. I mean, there are people, um, everybody's built different and, um, I'm just, I'm excited for you. I'm, I'm excited for Aww. our family. It's going to be a challenge, um, you know, adjusting again, but I mean, look, we, people, people get used to stuff real quick. I mean, that's one thing I think we've seen through, um, through the last couple of years and with everything that's gone on is, you know, people were so uncomfortable with the idea of working from home and having, you know, and, and, you know, that we're used to working in an office, but, uh, at the beginning of this whole thing, but I mean, now my goodness, I mean, companies are looking at trying to bring people back in and it's <laughs> people have changed. They have adjusted and yeah. uh, they don't want to come back a, a lot of them. And so, um, look, uh, like I said, it, it's a good change. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a challenge at times, but I think well, it's going to be great for you and for all of us. I appreciate your support because it is going to be, you know, lots of changes for our family. And I know that some of them won't be easy and they'll be, you know, it might be a bumpy, a bumpy road at the beginning, but I definitely, um, I appreciate the encouragement and support and also your help on this podcast and being a co-host. So, um, our next little topic, it's not really little, it's actually pretty huge. And, um, this is going to, this kind of portion of the episode is probably going to look and sound a little bit different than what you're used to in our previous seasons, because we didn't dive into a whole lot of political events. Not that this is, I guess there is a political element to it. We're not so much going to get political. Um, but something that's really important to me and Logan will tell you this too. Um, I, listen to and watch world news on the daily. Actually, every night before I go to bed, I'm on my phone reading tons of articles about uh, world events and just things that are happening. And um, Which I may just contribute to your inability to sleep, but <laughs> it definitely contributes to my inability to sleep. Uh, but it's like my one time that I have an hour, sometimes two, <laughs> no, I get it. to kind of read about things. And I just think it's too important not to kind of chat about what is happening in Ukraine. Um, so I know that this is a very sensitive subject. Um, me and Logan are not trying to make any kind of political stance here. I think we just want to talk about hey, this is happening in our world today, and can we chat about it? And um, I think I kind of toggle between because I like to get all different viewpoints, um, but CNN is one that I'm watching, but Fox News we've turned on. Um, I've turned on the um, MSNBC. So I, I try to get some information some from several different outlets, but in particular, 
the CNN reporters and how they're showing uh, the humanitarian crisis that's at hand right now and the interviews that they're doing, they're gut-wrenching, but they're so important too. Even though they're awful and you just cry and weep with the people that they're interviewing, it's important for us to know this is what's going on. This is what's happening right now. And um, Anderson Cooper did an interview with a mom, and he's actually done multiple interviews with her now. Uh, Her and her, she has three young children. And I've been so taken with this one mom that Anderson Cooper keeps interviewing. Um, Gosh, her courage is just incredible. Logan, do you know which mom I'm talking about? I think we've watched one of the interviews um, together, but she talked briefly about how she explained what was going on to her children. And it just got me to thinking, and her kids were calm. They weren't in their shelter, in their basement, um, hysterically crying or clinging to her. Um, and she did say, obviously off camera, there has been some, some of that, some worry and some concern from them, but she was so calm. I just don't know. You know me, I just like to think about what would I do? Oh, I think, you know, it's been, it's been really difficult. I, I feel like, since the cold war ended, I mean, um, people that are our age, I mean, we were kids. Um, and so, you know, the, I don't know if it's just because, um, you know, the war seemed uh, so far away and that they were in, uh, whether it was the middle East or, uh, you know, in, in Asia or, uh, you know, so they seemed like they, I don't know. And, um, I, I feel like, they always seemed like this kind of, well, yeah, I mean, it's awful, but it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's something that really doesn't, uh, you know, it just needs to work itself out and, you know, and, and, and get to the end of the road here. And, um, there's something about this that, that just, um, uh, I think is hitting a lot of people here, you know, obviously in Western Europe, um, and all across Europe and, uh, but here in the U S completely differently, and it's making it, you know, the, the, this sense of, um, I don't know that it could never land at your own doorstep. Um, you know, I think it's, it's starting to, it's starting to, to make people think a little bit more different, you know, about that. And it's just, it's a lot, it's a lot to process, I think for a lot of people. It is. And I love that Anderson Cooper continues to have her on his show, going back to the mom that he was reporting on and interviewing with. Um, however, I get increasingly nervous because more and more people are evacuating as this has escalated. Um, cause we're on, I think day 12 now is what yeah. they said. As this escalates, I can even see him, you know, he has to walk this fine line of, he can't tell her, Hey, you know, don't you think it's time to to go and evacuate? You can see him kind of trying to ask her and get her to think through that. But well, she I said, don't know. I don't know if he's trying to get her maybe to think not. through it. I think he's just trying to I mean, when you're a reporter, I mean, and you know, and I hope that that's 
you know, and that's the whole point of reporting is, is you're trying to, you're trying to understand what they're, you know, what you're trying to get them to share what's going on in their heart and their mind. Why are they making this decision and not, not to question it so much as to just help, help us understand. Because again, I mean, that's, that's just it. I mean, it, in your mind, you're thinking, get my out. gosh, get out. Right. Go. But, you well, know. she's, she actually said something tonight that I was like, wow, like what a patriot, like not just a mom, but like it was incredible to hear what she said while she was staying. She said, if everybody leaves, who will go out in the street with the Ukrainian flag and tell the Russian army, we don't want you here? Yeah. Who? If if somebody doesn't stay. And I just was like, whoa. I mean. And I think, you know, the the reality is, is, um, you know, there's, uh, and I think we've seen this is, you know, and everybody has their own definition of patriotism uh, versus, you know, being delusional or crazy or, uh, you know, I mean, it's, I think it's a fine line to some extent, but yeah, I mean, again, it's, the bottom line is, is that they're the ones that have been put in this position that it's their home. Um, it's their family. Uh, you know, you haven't, you hadn't mentioned, but I mean, the, so the father, the husband is, uh, part of the, the U- Ukrainian irregular force there, of civilian militia. And, uh, I think they've seen him like once during, during this and, um, you know, but it, it's, you know, so again, I mean, we're trying to put ourselves in their, in their shoes. And it's, I don't, I don't know that it's really possible. Like it's really until you're facing that sort of, um, I yeah. guess life or death type situation, you don't really know how you're going to react because again, it's easy for us to think through it, you know, rationally and say, Oh, well, you know, I mean, my goodness, you've got children, you should do this or, or, you know, or of course you should stay and fight. I mean, you can't, you can't make that decision for somebody else sitting over here. I mean, it's, it's so personal on so it many is. levels. You're right. And, yeah, right. absolutely. Right. I mean, it, it is going to look different for every family, every situation. Um, the ones that choose to stay and the ones that choose to leave and neither way is right or wrong. I think, you know, going back to just she has three young kids and having to explain what was going on one of the questions that he asked her was how did you tell them and she pretty quite simply just said we had to just tell them we just straightforward just said it because we didn't have time right we didn't they just had a, an hour or two to gather up things and then get to a shelter and didn't so have some kid friendly like picture book that tells you know how to how to right. tell your kids your country's being invaded i mean she it, said we just told them and about that time haley walked in the room and she just quietly sat down on the couch and she watched for a few minutes and i don't know if you remember this this was a couple of days ago and i paused the tv and i looked at you and i said should should she be in here and we both just kind of shrugged our shoulders and I just turned it back on. Obviously, we didn't we don't let her see anything. We know that there's some violent and graphic um, you know, videos being shown and, and she hasn't seen any of those and we monitor that. But 
I think we both realized it was important for her to to see what's happening in her world. And we even took her over to, we have a large kind of world map um, hanging in our front entryway. And we showed her on the map, you know, here's Ukraine, here's Russia, here's where we are. I think she's 10 now. And I think it, it was good for her to know, you know, she doesn't live in this little bubble. Uh, Our world is so much bigger than just us. Right. And I wanted her to know that there's other people out there going through other things. And, um, I don't know. Am I, uh, again, yeah. I'm glad you're my co-host no. today because you know how to interpret and explain. No, look, I mean. <laughs> explain what I'm trying to say. It's, I mean, it's okay for kids to be scared and realize that there's scary stuff out there. Um, you know, but you try to talk through it with them and, you know, it's not like you want them up. Uh, no, you know, having nightmares, but at the same time, no, but, uh, and it wasn't. So she was interested. She was sitting there interested. She wanted to watch the news with us. So it wasn't anything scary. And we did pause it a couple times and say, you know, hey, do you have any questions? Well, but um, she has a I, she has a really big sweet spot for little kids, and so she was very concerned for them. And um, and you know, again, I mean, it's just it's okay for them to see and realize that you know it's what we have here and our life is, I mean, is not guaranteed and that, you know, there, there are people just like her and kids, you know, even younger than her that are having to deal with some really difficult things. And, um, and that, you know, bravery and love uh, can look really different, um, and, and a lot of, you know, in different people's lives. And so, um, and, and she did, she did well with it, you know, and then she went off, back to you know being her usual self and doing something else but uh yeah i mean it's it's just another you know one of those strange things that comes up and it's hard to believe you're having to have this conversation but i mean this is unfortunately where we're at in the world right now right another thing i thought about when just as they've been doing these interviews and just seeing all the people with sometimes just a backpack not even luggage because sometimes there's not room on the trains or buses that they're getting on to evacuate. Another thing that crossed my mind and thought I thought about was, um, you know, what would I take in that kind of situation? What would I grab and take really quickly if I had, you know, an hour to pack up, not knowing if I would ever return back to my home, if it would even be there when I did come back, you know, those kind of things, what would, what would you take? I made a list. You'll probably laugh at me and I'll go through my list here in a second, but off the top of your head, Logan, do you know a few things that you might grab and take? Would you try to take a suitcase? Would you take a suitcase in a backpack? What, what all would you put in that? Yeah. I mean, that's tough. Uh, I, you know, I mean, <laughs> I guess you probably, run through all sorts of strange emotions as you're like uh, sentimental stuff, uh, um, necessities, to, you know? And so I, I, again, I mean, I, there, I would have a hard time, um, leaving certain things behind, but I don't know, I guess I typically tend to the more practical side. So I'd probably just be loading it up with, you know, uh, you know, light, you know, whatever sort of clothing I think I'm going to need to survive. And then, you know, whatever, basics as far as food and water and things like that. So I thought I would be 
I'm, you know me, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. <laughs> I'm, I think everybody knows by now I'm a pretty emotional person. I thought I would gravitate towards the sentimental stuff, but I'm also a preparer. Preparer? Did I say that right? So, you know, I think of like worst case scenarios like all the time, like every week if I'm getting ready for something, I'm thinking of like, okay, what is the worst case scenario? If I can prepare for that and have a game plan for that, then I'll be okay. So when I made, I stopped in the middle, I paused the TV and I made a quick list of what I thought I would take. And the majority of it is more like, it's not, there's a few sentimental things. I put the Bible on there Here's why I am, our faith is super important to us. And we've talked about that on, on a couple of different episodes. And, um, I just was thinking if my cell phone doesn't work, I have the Bible app on my phone, but if my cell phone isn't working or we don't have access to a computer to look up, you know, scripture, things like that, I, in my darkest moments, scripture has been really helpful to me. And so I thought, okay, if I'm evacuating for a war or an invasion, I know that I would probably want to have my small little Bible, um, which I think sounds a little out of character for me because I'm not, I don't know, that's a whole other episode. We'll get, in, <laughs> we'll get into that later. Yeah. I did travel pillows though, Logan, in okay. which we don't, well, I mean, we don't have travel pillows, so guess what's in my Amazon cart right now? You talking about like neck pillows or something? No, like the little tiny, small, like airplane pillows. Yeah, like they go under your neck. No, or are you talking about the actual the squ- like the little tiny the little directing? tiny square ones? Okay. Yeah, I've got four in my Amazon cart right now because we don't have them. But I put the, so I put tiny travel pillows, blankets, <sighs> medicine, underwear, socks, obviously clothes. I did wet wipes because you don't know when you're going to shower, right? You need to be able to wipe down. Um, I put important documents and food, snacks, water, chargers, cables, flashlights, batteries, a knife. (laughs) Because I guess I need to protect myself. Um, A multi-tool, lighters, candles, a small radio. multi-tool. Describe this (laughs) multi-tool. To me, I'd love to hear about the multi-tool. A multi-tool, you know, like a multi-tool that has like, I don't know, multiple something. tools. No, you can't, like just, a, no, you can't like, just say multiple tools for a multi-tool. I need a, I need a screwdriver? I don't know. There's a I question mark on the end of that. A screwdriver? <laughs> Can you think of anything else that might be in the multi-tool? Because right now, all you have is a screwdriver. A knife? Okay. All right. I so don't screwdriver. know. All right. Listen, okay. So a multi-tool. Guys get, each other, guys get each other multi-tools like every Christmas and every stocking. Isn't that like a gift that you get a lot? Yeah. No, it's fine. Again, I just was curious what, what you, okay. <laughs> if you had any idea. I'm sorry my to, only, sorry to de- only, derail this. <laughs> my only sentimental item that I took was or put on here was photos a few photos like important family photos of ours I know I can't cram a whole album but I would snag 
you know, a handful of special photos of the girls or me and you and take that. And then I did playing cards and cash, which we got to go to the bank. We do neither one of us ever keep cash. I thought you were going to do some serious gambling during the evacuation. <laughs> playing You're cards and playing cash. Cards and cash. Meg's gonna hustle just... us, hustle us to the uh, to the border and get us out. It was just, it was just at the end of my list together. Mm-hmm. So that is what I came up with. I'm sure I'm missing a bajillion things that yeah, are but you way can't more. Bring important. a bajillion thing, and that's my whole point. Is you know, I, you know, you, I think. I'm kind of out on your pillows, but uh, you did the important documents. That was a that that that's an oversight on my part. You need uh, you need identification, things like that. I mean, because that yeah, look, I mean these these neighboring countries that are are just getting slammed with the refugees, and, and when you think about what a small percentage of the population is actually evacuated, and I mean to think about where it could what go. Is, what is the population? I want to say it's like 26 or 27 million, I think. And um, there's only like one and a half. Uh, I don't think they've hit two yet as far as that have evacuated and um, have uh, have become refugees. And so I, I just, and you know, if this continues to go on the way it's going and, and it's just, you know, it's, it, the the pressure it's putting you know on these countries and uh trying to get supplies and aid and then you know and, and then long term how long does it go on and and what what do you do with these people and what do they do and it's just it's awful um you know i don't again i don't i don't know that we need to dwell on this too long today no, but i just it's, that is that's it's kind off. of where i was gonna say is um you know i would just say you know to any of our listeners, if it's on your heart to do something more, um, obviously they need our thoughts and our prayers, but um, there are, I think it was CNN that listed on their website, there's a list of different um, nonprofit organizations that are working with um, lots of the countries that are taking in refugees. And they do need financial support. It's just matter of fact. That is the biggest problem. It's it's the biggest need. And so um, that is a way that you could help. And, um, you know, every dollar helps. I know this from my event, charity event planning days back in Texas. Um, if it's $5 or 500 every dollar counts. Every penny helps. And so um, I would just encourage you to find an organization that you feel comfortable donating, making a donation to, if you feel led to do that. Um, I'm sure that there's other organizations that are taking, um, you know, sending even just a card, like letting them know, hey, here's here. I thought of you today. Here's what I'm thinking and here's what I'm praying for. And I'm sure that there's an organization that is collecting those and getting those over to the refugees because they need our love and encouragement too. So words of encouragement are huge as well. Um, but I encourage you to get plugged in and find a way to contribute and support them if you can. 
So next up, I just want to talk about another, it's a little bit more lighthearted, <laughs> a lot more lighthearted. Another little, another little, crisis. yeah, transitioning out of one crisis over to, it's not a parenting crisis. It's more controversial. Controversial? Controversy. Well, <laughs> we don't think it is, but unbeknownst to us, it's a deal. It is a deal with some parents. So Haley had her big birthday weekend. Her She called it her three-day B-day, and she turned 10, and we celebrated her and did lots of fun things. And but this is when, why we're so tired coming out of the weekend because th- of the three-day B-day. <laughs> she had a three-day B-day, and we are exhausted. Um she wanted to get her ears pierced at 10, which I have no problem with at all. That's not even what this is about. It's just kind of setting up the story for you. Um, so she's getting her ears pierced. We're going to take her. And Audrey, our older teenager, says, hey, I want to get my upper ear, the cartilage in my upper ear pierced too. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, okay, well, do you have money that you've saved up? You know, I'm not going to pay for it, but you do jobs. Do you have money? And she said, yeah, I've got the money. I want to go with you guys and get my ear pierced too. And I said, great. So we went, she did it. I think it hurt her a little bit more than what she was <laughs> anticipating because the cartilage, you know, that's not, is it's not soft. And so I do think she wasn't expecting it. <laughs> it to hurt as bad as it did um but she did great like neither one of the girls flinched we got the ears pierced they look awesome so happy about it well you know being a teenager you've got to text it and and let all your friends and your besties know we're gonna snap it right so uh she starts doing that and this was yesterday and so today you know we're talking and I've heard now from from her and and her friends talking that this is a thing that parents, her friends' parents have said no to. But me and you didn't really think it was a big deal at all. Yeah. Well, look, it's like several things we've talked about today to each their own. And, you know, I, I, it, this really didn't, bug me i mean what she was talking about doing i don't know why i mean i I, the we 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 did the usual parent thing where you know that she had mentioned it to you and then so then you were seemed okay with it so you threw it to me so i mean if your dad's okay with it and so um you know i i don't know i I, maybe it's just because i've i think both of us out of courtesy for each other we both kind of just say just do a quick check-in. Like sure. she mentioned it to me. It didn't, it literally wasn't a big, I was like, yeah, okay. I was like, but just, you know, let's ask your dad real quick. Just a quick check-in just to make sure like I wasn't missing something and and you had a, you know, a big problem with it, but we checked in with you real quick. You had no issue with it. I think for us, it was just a quick check-in. Yeah, and I we, mean, 
I, we yeah, look, do that a lot. As it's parents. not like I was completely disinterested. I mean, I you know was like, okay, what are we talking about here? And and so they're just putting in a little stud or whatever. And um, you know, it's we talked so about cute. It's yeah, so tasteful. It, it it's looks, so cute. It, it looks great. And I don't know, honestly, I just didn't have that. I just you know, I mean, I joked with her about some of the you know in my opinion, crazy looks that you see out there, but, um, you know, and, but that's not what she was going for. And, um, you know, I honestly, we just, we didn't really think that much about it. Um, and she got it done and it it looked great. (laughs) Like, I mean, I think we, we thought it looked great and, um, I think it does look great. And I still actually stand by my decision. I don't, I don't regret it. I, you know, like you said a second ago, to each their own, everybody's, Everybody's going to parent so differently. Right. So it has raised a couple of eyebrows. And that's and, fine. And here's the here's the reason. I guess because it's a second piercing and it's up there. Honest to God, I don't actually know why, what the big deal is. However, I did have, it did lead to a pretty great conversation with Audrey after school. You know, we got to talking about how, you know, some parents would have said no and wouldn't have allowed it. And that's fine for them and their family. I told her, I said, what it allows for me to let you do is your teenagers. They are growing. They have hormones. They're emotional. They need an outlet to express themselves. They need a healthy way in some way to say, this is who I am. They want to identify themselves And that might change over time a couple different times, but they have to have an outlet to express themselves. And if I say no on everything, then when I say no to the important things, it's not really going to register with Audrey. But if I kind of pick my battles, this wasn't a big deal to me. And I just told her, I said, because now when me and dad say no to something, you're going to know that it's because it's important and it's we're not trying just for the sake of saying no, I not mean, just for I, the sake of saying no, but it's because it's important or it's because it, it's, we're keeping you out of harm's way or something like that. And she got that. She was like, oh, that, that really makes sense. And she said, I, you know, I appreciate that. Of course she was you know, yeah, she got kind what she of kissing, wanted, so <laughs> kind of kissing up to me because yeah, she got what she she got to get her ears pierced. Well, she paid for it herself. But listen, it's not like cheap, cheap. So, um, you know, she has some skin in the game, if I can <laughs> use that. So to no, speak. no pun intended. Uh, but I, it did open up a bigger conversation of me saying, "Hey, listen, as a parent, I am gonna." at some point, and we have had to tell her no on lots of different things, but it opened up this conversation of being able to tell her, hey, so the things that we do have to say no to you, I need you to really listen to that and why we're saying no and realize that in the past, you know, we've given you a little bit of, you know, room to... Give you some rope. We've given you some... Yeah, look, I mean, look, I don't want this to sound too altruistic here. I mean, look, at the end of the day neither one of us really had a problem with it. And so it made it relatively simple for us to do. But I mean, the conversation you had with her is a good one. And, you know, but look, there's, here's the thing. I mean, if, if there's other parents out there or 
you know, people out there that don't like that look and don't think somebody her age should be doing it. That's fine. You know, and I mean, that's, that's their right to think that and they can do whatever they want with their own kids. Um, you know, but it, it's, we've heard it on things. So-and-so is getting to do this and what do we do? We just laugh and say, okay, well, you're not. So, right. I mean, you know, it's happened to us and, but you know, so it, it causes uh, it's just one more conversation. So for parents that for whatever reason, aren't feeling that uh, they've got to have that conversation again and say no, when they find, you know, when they're, kid says well Audrey did it um <laughs> so her parents were cool with it like she only I mean she just asked and they were like yeah sure we're, why not let's we're gonna her. be the we're gonna be the ones getting those text messages yeah, like so, geez look, thanks Rebus's look <laughs> I, but again I mean it's one of those things I mean we've said no to plenty of things I mean we've heard that story before I mean I, it's parenting and right. you know it's like you said I mean um we it wasn't a big deal to us. She wanted to do it. She paid for it, but it's just funny. I mean, that's life, right? I mean, you just, we had not thought twice about it. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, uh, other people are thinking twice about it for us. So, okay, well, whatever. They're really good. What they're really going to laugh about is, you know, that I want a little tiny, I mean like T90 little tiny stud nose, big or small. What? Nothing. Sorry. I, I the T90 is like, you can't even see it. It's so tiny. <laughs> kind of. Little tiny nose right. piercing. Um, I've talked about that. I don't know that I want any other piercings other than that. I'm too chicken. I'm way, way too chicken to oh. do. Even the cartilage that they did, I kind of saw how hard they had to push through. And I was like, I. there was a moment in the middle of the mall that I thought I might throw up just a split second where, where I saw him like kind of jerk a little bit with the the piercing gun. And I was like, Oh, that had to hurt. And sounds lovely. (laughs) So, all right. It's her ears. I mean, look, if she had said she wanted to put like spacers in or something like that, it would have been a different story just because look, she wants to take these out. I'm not saying there won't be some kind of mark or scar, but it'll close up. I mean, she'll, you know, whatever she'll, I I would be hesitant if I felt like she was like completely changing her body to a point where it was like irreversible. I would might say, you know what? Uh, why don't you wait till you're 18 and you can make that call. And, but uh, I'm going to try and get you, get you to that point where uh, you don't have anything that's irreversible but whatever again to each their own uh, they're your kids do do what you think is right for them and you know there you go amen cut us some slack people it was that kind of show okay it was just that kind of show <laughs> it was i guess it was just kind of that kind of show well listen we appreciate you listening to this kind of show here at the megs podcast um, you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at the Megs Podcast. We would love it if you would go and follow us on one of those pages and drop us a comment or a message. We'd love to hear from you too. And also, you guys, you can download, subscribe, make sure you find us um, and download all of our podcast episodes. That is the best way to support us and also 
the best way so you don't miss a single episode. Thanks so much again for listening. We hope you all have a great day. Thanks.